The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 159. I hope that you're doing very well today. And if you do happen to be struggling with OCD or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. To get that, all you need to do is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com, and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the free session. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about um, the fear that so many people have, uh, uh, if you struggle with OCD, of actually losing control. Um, So we'll be looking at kind of why people really struggle with this and what we can actually start doing about it to, to really help us to kind of let go of this because, you know, it can be such a paralyzing fear that, that people have. Um, as always, if you find this helpful, it would be amazing if you could head over to Instagram and like and follow there. And uh, if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that really does help as well. So many thanks, guys, and I hope you enjoy. A surprisingly common theme within OCD is the fear of losing control. And, you know, so often people are, are really, uh, really terrified that, you know, they're, they're going to lose control of themselves and something terrible might happen because of it. Um, so why do, why do people really worry about this so much? Well, the answer lies within the rigid and unmoving necessity for certainty that so many people with OCD suffer with. Um, To have OCD is to want to move heaven and earth to avoid uncertainty. If there's any doubt, no matter how small that may be, it will basically not be tolerated unless you've clearly done some work on your OCD and you've learned how to to manage that anxiety. For most people, um, losing control of yourself is actually one of the most awful things that they could possibly imagine. However, if they are not someone who struggles with OCD, then they are simply not going to spend so much time thinking about it. Whether you struggle with OCD or not, the thought of hurting someone or hurting yourself is horrific. Where the two groups do differ is the way in which they are able to tolerate doubt. For example, a non-OCD person may experience an intrusive thought and respond to it in a logical and flexible way. They may not like the thought, but they recognize from a rational perspective that they are very unlikely to lose control. They don't demand 100% 100 certainty from themselves and therefore have the mental flexibility to disengage from the thoughts without having to come to conclusions about them. Whereas for the OCD person, a question like, what if I lost control of this car right now, is terrifying as 
despite being able to rationalize it in the same way as the non-OCD person, the tiny amount of doubt, the 0.0001% chance that they could actually lose control of the car in that situation is unbearable and must be rationalized to the nth degree, a degree that OCD people are very familiar with. On top of this, many people who struggle with OCD are quite sensitive. I spoke recently in a previous podcast about the connection between creativity and OCD. Creativity is one of those things that needs to be balanced. On the one hand, it can be a joyous, thrilling and fun um, feeling to be wrapped up in a creative project. But when creativity is not guided in a positive way, that same energy can easily be turned uh, on itself. To be creative is actually to be sensitive. You're tuning into the subtleties of life and expressing what you what you find through your chosen medium. This sensitivity then is a gift. It can help you to connect with people in a deep way and to experience emotions, strong emotions. And this isn't to say that having OCD is all that special or that other people don't experience these things too. I'm just saying that many people with OCD seem to feel these emotions on a very deep level. So when a worry or concern pops up into the mind, you know, what if this happens? What if I, what if I lost control? The idea of hurting someone they love is so painful that, that people feel this huge responsibility to prove definitively that it could never, ever happen. And the ironic thing is that most people with OCD are incredibly kind and well-meaning people. They would never knowingly hurt someone and, and are actually, you know, probably some of the safest people to be around. But this doesn't satisfy because it's not 100% certainty. So how can you start to let go of this debilitating fear so that you can start to take back some control? Well, As with so many things OCD, the answer is based around acceptance. We need to start trusting in ourselves on a deeper level. But in order to do that, we have to start accepting doubt. The best tools I've actually found and come across to to help with this are um, exposure work, meditation, breath work, um, and and self-compassion, and even learning about the Wim Hof Method. These approaches allow you to start um, truly getting in tune with how OCD works. How the initial spike of anxiety is caused, not because there's uh, an actual danger of something happening, but because the idea of it happening is so awful that it creates a strong emotional reaction, which leads to, to people wanting to perform a compulsion to deal with it. These approaches work by helping you to create some space between the intense anxiety and the urge to perform the compulsion. Learning to overcome OCD is all about being able to observe that anxiety and observe the urge to push it away, to allow the emotions to come and go at their own speed without doing anything to get rid of them. The positive thing about this is that learning about it isn't just something that is is helpful in terms of you getting OCD. These skills um, are actually going to help you in all areas of life. 
When we learn to recognize and accept all of our emotions, good and bad, and give up on the war against ourselves, life begins to unfold in a new and intriguing way. Things that we perhaps thought not possible suddenly very much appear to be possible. We become more in tune with the person we were meant to be and are more able to to get out into the world and make a positive difference. When learning to get over OCD, it's helpful if you can to see it from the perspective of a journey rather than focusing on just trying to get rid of the OCD, which invariably is a non-acceptance mindset. When that intense fear of losing control comes up, you need to be able to look it in the eye to acknowledge its presence, to acknowledge its, uh, its discomfort that it's causing you in the body. But rather than to perform that, that compulsion, which is obviously going to, to make things worse in the long run, we need to learn to just be with that feeling, to pay attention to it, to try to learn something about it. And if you can, if you're safe at home, to even close your eyes and try to to move towards that feeling a bit more. And of course, I would definitely recommend that you work with a coach or a therapist to, you know, to help you with this, to to learn how to uh, to move towards acceptance with with this stuff, because for many people, it can be really hard to deal with um, just just on your own. So that's it for today, guys. I hope that you found that helpful. As always, if you have any questions, then do please let me know. And many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.